Hello, you're listening to the Disney Park Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson, and welcome to episode number 21. I, for one, am so excited that the Disney World parks are now starting to reopen. I have been pouring over content from people who are already there and checking it out how it is now. It's good to see that Disney has lots of procedures in place and they're taking everything very seriously, so I really like that. It also gives me confidence that, you know, maybe I could return to the Disney parks sooner than I originally thought. Today's episode kind of appeals to my inner organization planning freak, and I've kind of done some number crunching to see where I could get with $1,000 in Walt Disney World. Disney World has a notorious rep for being expensive, not gonna lie, that's pretty true, but I thought I would do an experiment, set myself a budget, and see what I could get in a deluxe setting, a mid-range setting, and a value setting for $1,000. I didn't want to take anything away from a typical Disney experience, which is why it was important to have good dining options, iconic snacks, and all the fun souvenirs that you typically would want from a trip. Before we dive into it, I just want to tell you guys that now that things are getting back to normal, my workload has picked up and I've got a different schedule. I'm going to cut back from two shows to just one show per week. So instead of Mondays and Fridays, I will be posting my show on a Monday. I'm sorry and I hope you guys understand, but I just feel that this way I can dedicate the energy and time to make one really good episode instead of trying to struggle with two. Anyway, back onto today's episode. So I've tried to keep it on an even keel by looking in February 2021, so all the prices are kind of in that area, so there's not too much fluctuation. But again, this is a bit of fun. It's just for one person who, if they had $1,000 to blow, what they could get. Take it with a pinch of salt. I hope you enjoy it. Voila. Let's begin with the value resort kind of um, summary. So this one gives you definitely the most time in the parks. It just depends on, you know, your taste. So I got four nights in one of the all-star resorts. It seemed that all of the all-star resorts had similar prices. The only one with availability for the time period I was searching for was the all-star sports complex. And it varied around $99 per night, giving us a total of $396 for our hotel stay. As we were there for four nights, I looked into getting a four day pass and the cheapest version was to get a base ticket, which is when you can go to one park per day. And a four day base ticket works out pretty well because there's four main theme parks there and it gives you a day for each. And that sums up at 430 US dollars. And now let's look at food. So for a value resort and a value level style holiday, I wanted to have at least two meals, both quick service, and to throw in one of those perfect nostalgic Disney snacks that everybody has to get and photograph. So the Magic Kingdom day, the two cheapest and most sought after quick service meals I could come up with were the corn dog nuggets that you can get at Casey's Corner. They also come with fries or I think you can get apple slices. And then also I had to put in that chicken waffle that you can get from Sleepy Hollow. So good, one of my favorite things we had. And it comes with that coleslaw and their house made chips. 
Then for the iconic snack, what else could I have gone for except the Dole Whip at Magic Kingdom's Aloha Isle? For the Epcot day, it was quite easy to find some quick service meals in a good price range. I went for Katsura Grill because for about $12, they had a range of things like udon, teriyaki chicken, and curry. And so I think that that's a nice way to suit lots of different tastes. I also put on the Yorkshire County Fish and Chip Shop. I can't eat fish, but I know that a lot of people want to try fish and chips. It's one of the main sought after things in the UK pavilion in Epcot. And then for the snack in Epcot, I just had to do the macaroon ice cream sandwich from the Artisan des Glaces in the France Pavilion. They have lots of seasonal flavors and it's so, so yummy. In Animal Kingdom, again, quick service was in abundance, but I went for the chicken gyro at Harambe Market and then also a meal at Pete Safari as that came in very cheap for a nice cheese pizza with a Caesar salad. The snack at Animal Kingdom, of course, has to be Bongo Lumpia from the Pandora area. Those little rolls filled with cream cheese and pineapple. As for Hollywood Studios, the first quick service meal just had to be from Woody's Lunchbox. So good, their three grilled cheese sandwich, and it's very reasonably priced. The other one was a little bit more expensive, but I thought it was part of that experience at Hollywood Studios. Lots of people want to go to the Star Wars land. And so I looked for the cheapest meal at the Docking Bay 7 quick service restaurant, and there was chicken yip tip available. Then for the snack, the one that everybody loves, that carrot cake cookie from Trolley Car Treats, or that's their Starbucks area in Hollywood Studios. And for all this food from all four of those parks, so you know, you haven't really missed out, you still got some of the most sought after quick services and the must have snacks. The food for this trip ended up being about $107. So adding that all up, thinking what money do we have left for souvenirs? To say within their $1,000 budget, we still had enough to of course get those Mickey ears. What trip would be complete without Mickey ears? And there was also some leftover change to grab a Disney World t-shirt. Most Disney World t-shirts were about $25, so you've got lots of different choice of ones you can pick and choose. So all of those things all wrapped up. So you've got four nights in a hotel, four days in the parks, you've got two quick services, a snack every day in the parks, plus two souvenirs. All of that came up to a grand total of $998. Let's bump it up a bit now and look at what we can do in this budget for a more mid-range trip. By mid-range, I'm talking about those resorts that aren't quite value, but they haven't reached deluxe. They're kind of in between. And let me tell you, Disney World has quite a few of these nice in-between resorts. And the one I went for is the Caribbean Beach Resort, mainly because now they have that Skyliner there, which means it's very convenient to move around a lot more than it was before. They've also had some refurbishments and updates and they've got that cool Sebastian restaurant now. So that's why I went for that one. Within the budget, we were able to get two nights at Caribbean Beach Resort and this cost about 430 US dollars. So to go along with our two nights, we went for a three day ticket. Again, the base ticket. So it means you can spend one day per park. So as we went for three days, I chose just three parks, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Magic Kingdom. Sorry, Epcot, you just didn't make the cut on this occasion. 
Food-wise, as it's more of a mid-range trip, I wanted to look for a quick service meal, a table service meal, and a snack. So again, I tried to go for places that people would have on their unmissable list to see how much of that food we could get within this budget. So in Animal Kingdom for the quick service, Satuli Canteen, would you expect anything less from me? But there are some really good meals available there for all different diets and for a really reasonable price and the cheapest option seemed to be the chicken bowl so i went for that one then for the table service yak and yeti restaurant i absolutely loved this place me and my husband ate there and it was delicious it is a little bit more pricey but the cheaper thing on the menu seemed to be the honey chicken so that's the one we went for for my accounting table i guess you could say to keep a tally and then the snack was the mini mango pie. This one is the Yak and Yeti local food cafes. So it's slightly different to the Yak and Yeti restaurant because it's kind of a quick service area, but the mini pies are so cute. And they also serve a bigger version in the restaurants. This is kind of a hack to get those without paying full price and having to go inside the table service. In Hollywood Studios, for the quick service, I chose Ronto Roasters because again, you need that experience from Galaxy's Edge and the Ronto wraps seem to be like hot tickets over there. So I put a Ronto wrap up on the table for the table service, 50s Primetime Diner. This one is a fan favorite with lots of people. Again, kind of pricey, but the cheapest thing seemed to be the fried chicken. I'm okay with that. For the snack, from personal experience, I decided it had to be the Nom Nom cookie in the Incredibles area at the Neighborhood Bakery. And this one is so filling and so decadent, you're not gonna feel like you missed out. As for Magic Kingdom, the quick service I chose was Pecos Bill because again, they have lots of variation. Nachos here range around $12.50, but there are cheaper versions, especially if you want vegetarian ones. This is where we splurge a little bit for the table service. We had to do Be Our Guest. They have a set menu. It's around $60. You get to see the inside of the Beast Castle, get some character interaction. So that one just had to be thrown in there. And then finally for the snack, that Instagrammable Cheshire Cat tail from the Cheshire Cafe. With all that food, you get a total of $167.25. So if you add all this up, we still have some change for souvenirs. As always, we have to get those Mickey ears because what trip to Disney World is complete without the Mickey ears? And at the moment, they have some really cute stuff, including up-themed ones. They have ears that have the Mickey balloons inside them, really creative designs. And then also we have enough money to splurge on one of those designer magic bands. Again, so many cute designs, lots of different characters, special editions. You can get one of those in this budget. So when we add together two nights at Caribbean Beach Resort, those three-day base tickets, all that delicious food and the souvenirs for a mid-range trip, you're looking at $994.25. Now for the fun part, looking at what $1,000 will get you if you want to have a deluxe Walt Disney World trip. As you can imagine, if you want to have a more deluxe feel, you have to sacrifice some park time. Otherwise, the money just doesn't stretch far enough. To ensure that we have enough experiences to really enjoy the trip, we could only afford one night at one of the deluxe resorts in the Walt Disney World complex. Now there are a few choices to choose from. 
I ended up settling on the Contemporary Hotel because not only was it one of the cheapest, it also has such convenient transportation links. You can walk to the Magic Kingdom, you also have the monorail right there. It's also a really gorgeously designed hotel, architecturally speaking, the inside is so sleek and modern and they have lots of nice dining options. With just one night, we decided that it doesn't make sense to have more than two days, you know, one either side of your sleepover. And seen as Magic Kingdom and Epcot are the closest parks, those are the ones I went for. The base ticket is always cheaper than the hopper, so we've got the base ticket, one day per park. As it's a deluxe trip, the food seemed to make sense to be two table service meals. But not only that, we have included a breakfast and also a snack. So at Magic Kingdom for breakfast, the cinnamon roll from Gaston's Tavern. This one has got a really big cult following and you've got to make sure you ask for extra icing. For lunch, what trip would be complete without a character meal? So the Liberty Tree Tavern over there has their buffet where the characters come and meet and greet with you while you eat. For dinner, I recommend the Skipper Canteen. It's got such a nice atmosphere and they have such a range of exotic food from around the world. The cheapest option on the menu was the Crew Stew, which is a curry. And then for the snack, had to do it, threw in the Dole Whip from Aloha Isle. Again, so iconic, you just have to include it. Over in Epcot, the breakfast option has to be school bread from Kringla Bakery in the Norwegian Pavilion. This one again is a fan favorite. For lunch, San Angel Inn in the Mexican Pavilion. Everything in the Mexican Pavilion is delicious, so you know. And you can get nachos there and one of those delicious margaritas, which I'm always piping on about, for around $45 for both. The other table service meal, there are so many choices, but I went for one of the ones in the Morocco Pavilion just because the pavilion is so vibrant and exciting and there's lots of different flavors and interesting foods. The Marrakesh restaurant had loads of things. The cheapest thing on the menu seemed to be the chicken kebabs, which came with couscous. Then for the snack, I went for Kakigori at the Kabuki Cafe at the Japan Pavilion. If you don't know what Kakigori is, it's like a shaved ice style dessert. They normally put flavorings in it, syrups in it, and then they cover it with, I think it's condensed milk and maybe some kind of red beans. I've never had it in Disney World, but I have had it in Japan. And I can say that it's a really delicious dessert and it's very refreshing. So that's why that one got put on the list. Even after all that delicious food and having table service twice a day, there is still some money, believe it or not, for those souvenirs. I factored in the ears as always, because like I said, every Disney World trip needs the Mickey ears. But even with that aside, there's enough money left over to grab yourself a spirit jersey. Everybody loves the Walt Disney World spirit jerseys. There are lots of cute designs, always bringing out new ones, and they range about $70 a piece. I got a spirit jersey when I went to Walt Disney World, and it's one of my favorite souvenirs I've ever gotten from a Disney park. 
So to summarize, to have one night at the Contemporary Hotel, two days to explore Magic Kingdom and Epcot, plus those two souvenirs, and all that food, which was two table services per day, one breakfast and one snack, the grand total of this premium or deluxe trip for under $1,000 is $997.97. Oh, and in case you were wondering, if you are in Orlando with a day to kill and $1,000 to burn and you want to have an extra extravagant time, you can get a one-day park ticket to Magic Kingdom, Dine at Cinderella's Royal Table, get yourself those sparkly rose gold Mickey ears, the Mickey pretzel, the doll whip, not to mention the gray stuffed cupcake from Be Our Guest, plus one night in a deluxe studio at the Riviera Resort, you can get all of that just under $1,000. Just saying. Not that many of us are in the position to do that, but if you wanted to have one super extra luxurious day, you're welcome. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about how far you can get with $1,000, depending on what level of luxury you want your Walt Disney World trip to be. Now let's hear my Disney fact of the day. Originally, the character Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story franchise was going to be called Luna Larry. But on later reflection, they thought that it was not very catchy and a little bit boring and not exciting enough. So they looked to real astronauts. And that's where they came up with Buzz from the famous astronaut Buzz Aldrin. And then to make it even more catchy and exciting, they added Lightyear on it. I guess it made it cooler, huh? I'm glad they decided to change it. Can you imagine how everything would be different if he was Luna Lowry? That sums up today's episode of the Disney Park Wanderer. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a lot of information, but maybe it was interesting at least, or it helped give you some inspiration about how far you can stretch your money for any trip coming up in the future. I will be back next Monday. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'm going from a twice a week to once a week, but I still hope to bring you excellent Disney and Disney Parks content on a weekly basis. If you want to get in touch, if you want to share your experiences, tell me about any trips you've got coming up or anything else, feel free to write into DisneyParkWanderer at gmail.com or you can leave a voice note via Anchor. I hope you have a really great week. I will be there for you again in one week's time. And until then, stay curious.